0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. On today's podcast, my guest is Anaf Rahman. Anaf is currently a University of Toronto Scarborough pursuing his Bachelor of Business Administration and Management Finance with an expected graduation date of 2025. He is also a Lester P. Pearson International Scholarship winner. Anuf Rahman is originally from Bangladesh, but moved to Malaysia when he was nine years old. He came to Toronto as a Lester P. Pearson International Scholarship to study business at the University of Toronto. What's really interesting about the Lester P. Pearson International Scholarship is it's awarded to only 37 international students annually. And you must be nominated by the school and each school can only choose one student a year. He received the Executive of the Year Award from the Management and Economic Student Association, also known as MESA, after a terrific year serving as the Vice President of Business Development and was recently promoted to the co-president of MESA. Afnaf started his consultancy journey as a technical risk consultant co-op with KPMG in January and is looking forward to the summer ahead. When he is not studying or working, you will find him dining out. He is a massive foodie or binging TV shows and movies. His favorite is Doctor Who. Annaf, thank you and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Brian, for the wonderful introduction. It's so exciting to have you here today and congratulations so much on that uh, scholarship. I can't wait to talk about that a little bit more, but to get us going, why don't we um, do a few rapid fire questions if that's okay with you? Perfect, let's do it. All right, what are your pronouns? My pronouns are he, him. Okay. Him. And what is your superpower?
1: I would say my memory. Uh, Sometimes my friends get freaked out as to like how easily I can remember some small details for a very long time. That's a
0: good thing to have. (laughs) That is a great superpower. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do you have a favorite smell?
1: Favorite smell? I would say coffee. I find that smell to be very refreshing.
0: Ah, me too. Me too. Um, best compliment you've ever received. Best
1: compliment. I would say there was this one time a family friend of mine uh said that, you know, I saw your parents grow up and now seeing you grow up, it seems like you're exactly your parents' child. Uh, my parents mean a lot to me. So to hear that comparison was very nice.
0: That's a great one. That's a great one. Um, Do you have a go-to snack?
1: It has to be bagel with uh herb and garlic cream cheese. Uh, there's a nice little bagel shop right next to my office and I just love it.
0: Ah, nice, nice. Um, what was your favorite subject in school? Or is at this point too? It 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 has to
1: be maths. I've always been a numbers person. So maths has been my thing since for as long as I can remember, actually.
0: Math. Awesome. Okay. Um we all started somewhere. What what was your very first mm-hmm. job?
1: So for my first official job is where uh, I'm serving as a tech list consultant at KPMG. But prior to this in high school, I, I taught uh, neurodivergent students uh, computer science uh, during the pandemic. It was a really interesting experience.
0: What a wonderful experience. That's great. Um, if you had yeah. to describe yourself in one word, what, what would that be?
1: One word, that's tough. Um, I would say inquisitive. Uh, for me, growth mindset is something that's very important. So I really like to stay curious about as many things as possible and just love to learn more about the world around us.
0: Sure. Sounds awesome. Okay. So as we're getting started, I told you you know, a little bit about the audience and the listeners here on the podcast. And um, I just wanted to um, maybe if you could dive a little deeper now, you're enrolled at the University of Toronto Scarborough. Could you tell the audience mm-hmm. a little bit about yourself and your overall journey to get to university? Absolutely.
1: Um, thank you so much once again for the introduction. But I'd
0: like to start there
1: because I am Bangladeshi. I was born in Bangladesh, but I moved to Malaysia when I was nine. Uh, our family moved there just, just in pursuit of better education opportunities. And it was a huge sacrifice for our, our family. Uh, my dad traveled back and forth between Bangladesh and Malaysia every two weeks because our family business is in Bangladesh. My mom also had a hard time just you know, raising myself and my two younger siblings. And just seeing their sacrifice really instilled a sense of responsibility and accountability in myself from a very young age. And that sense of responsibility, I would say, pretty much guided me uh, throughout middle school, high school and now university as well. So when around grade 11 came around, uh, I took that initiative to plan for for universities where I could go per- perhaps overseas. My target was Canada or potentially Australia as well. And I was looking at scholarship opportunities and what can I do to best present myself for, for these scholarship opportunities. So I engaged myself in two different activities, which, be- which was the foundation of my scholarship application. Firstly, it was an initiative that I started called Care, which was a platform to connect students with uh, NGOs for meaningful volunteering opportunities across Malaysia. And secondly, I was also the student council president, where I led a team of 60 people to represent the thousand plus students in our school. And ultimately, that led me to the Lester B. Pearson International Scholarship at the University of Toronto. So very grateful for this experience. But um, yeah, it all ties back to my family, honestly, the, the bringing I've had very grateful for that. Now that I live away from them in Canada, I think I appreciate that even more because without that, I don't think i would be where I am today.
0: What a wonderful journey you've been on so far and this scholarship. Wow, it's such a really big deal. Congratulations. Um, as you think about it, um, what advice mm-hmm. would you have for others who might be considering um, or not considering applying to scholarships to help with school?
1: hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think it's very important, so typically we tend to think of scholarships as like a huge financial benefit, and it is, it really is, but there are a lot of non-financial benefits of scholarships as well. Like for me, from a personal standpoint, uh, there are a lot of resources that are available to every U of T student, but through the scholarship program, these resources have been much more amplified to me, so I'm very grateful for that. I've attained a lot of professional connections through the scholarship, and the overall sense of community and the friendships I've made along the way are it's, its really amazing things. So the scholarship is much more than the financial aspect that people mostly think about. Um, as for advice on to approach the scholarship, I would say it's to find your own USP, what makes you unique. Uh, because from my experience, uh, for in, in the context of the Lester B. Pearson scholarship, as you mentioned, only one student per school can be nominated each year. So we're already, so I was already competing with the best of the best from every school. They're probably their school student council president or student body vice president. So I had to think, what can I do to differentiate myself? And that is what led me to start the project called Fair Faircare. Uh, I was able to leverage my passion towards volunteering, towards technology. And I was able to develop a solution that leveraged my passion to solve a real problem in my community. And finding that intersection takes time. It took me a lot of time as well, but ultimately when I did, I really put my all into it. And thankfully, it worked out. Uh, yeah. One thing I wish I did in hindsight would be to network with past scholarship winners. Uh, if I They're always accessible through LinkedIn or any other platform. So I wish I did that in hindsight. That's always very helpful.
0: That's a great tip. Yeah, you could kind of get some insights into how they went about it and how it's going.
1: Yeah, great, great idea. Yeah.
0: Great, thanks for sharing that. Um, data predictive analytics are your thing. Am I right? You got interested in data and analytics at 12 years old. And I Mm -hmm. read that you predicted the winner of the 2015 ICC Cricket World Cup. What keeps you interested in the world of data and analytics?
1: Yeah. So I've always been a numbers person growing up. I just love finding relationships and patterns between numbers. Um, so that's always been my thing and my journey with data analytics may start when I was 12. But my journey with Excel as a software started way before. I was only six. Uh, It was during the 2010 FIFA World Cup. And my dad gave me this project where he told me to make a table on Excel with all the countries participating in the World Cup, their population, their capital city. That exposed me to a lot of research skills, but just exploring Excel was an amazing opportunity. Uh, You know, a lot of people have a favorite toy growing up. For me in a very weird way, it was Excel. (laughs) <laughs> and i still love playing around with excel till this day um i'm still learning a, a lot about data analytics these days i've been learning power bi thanks to my co-op at kpmg so i'm always trying to learn more about it and leverage uh, my passion to hopefully bring some good in this world
0: that is awesome and yeah power bi is a great skill to pick up and that's great for learning that. Yeah. Um, it's used at so many companies and so many areas within the mm-hmm. companies um that's awesome that you're doing that. I also saw that you built a financial model of a company with the Marquee Group in February. That's mm-hmm. super cool. What, what skills did you learn from that course?
1: Yeah, so I learned a lot of technical skills. Once again, my skills, uh, skills uh, further advanced through that course, but also my, the, the financial understanding of a company, the three statement model and how everything was linked together. Really, my understanding was enhanced much further because in university, we learned it from a theoretical perspective, but to apply it in that course was a re- uh, it was an amazing o- opportunity. But it also taught me a lot about strategic thinking as well because when we're doing financial modeling, it's very important to think about the end users, what their objectives are, and building the model in that, uh, with that perspective uh, in mind. It also helped me to think about how do I present that data in in a way where the end user would be able to... Co- would be able to comprehend as much information as possible while putting in as little effort and time. So that presentation aspect was something that I learned a lot as well.
0: Really cool. That's uh, some really like life life skills that are going to really help too as you go forward and uh, progressing your career. Um, Another like huge congratulations on your recent promotion to be the Thank co-president you. of MESA. That's amazing. I know we're going to do you. some things together soon. Yes, um, yes. Really looking forward to it. What are you looking forward most as being the president this year?
1: Yes, so firstly, I definitely wanna acknowledge Mesa's rich history and the outstanding work that some of the presidents in the past have done. We wouldn't be here where we are right now without them. So for me, it's just about continuing that work forward. Um, During my inaugural speech, I mentioned three things, three key things that I would like to achieve this year, which was growth, collaboration and opportunities. Uh, We wanna bring new opportunities for the management and economic student body uh, in terms of networking events, in terms of mentorship opportunities, which really advance uh, students' professional development. We also want to bring the community together and enhance everyone's social experiences. So uh, like right now it's the summer and we wanna have an outdoor event. And eventually when we have incoming first year students, we want to welcome them and immerse them into the management community. So it, it, we wanna target the professional aspect of being a university student, but we also wanna bring everyone together and have a lot of fun as well. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah.
0: I can't wait to see what you and the club do does this year. It's uh sounds like an exciting uh, adventure to happen and coming up. So congratulations again. That's, that's amazing. And uh, all the best on that. Um, Thank, you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Uh, you know, f- big thing for me and thinking about ED and I, and I know for you too, you know, feeling like you belong is so important you know, to one's yeah. personal growth. And as we know, our differences are our strengths. What does diversity, inclusion and belonging mean to you as an individual?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. It's been a very personal journey for me as well, because I grew up in a very homogenous society uh, in Bangladesh and then moved to Malaysia where it was a bit more diverse. And, you know, growing up with people from all over the world, from with all these different cultures and personal identities, it really helped me to think collaboratively To respect our differences, but also leverage these differences as our strengths. And coming from Malaysia to Canada, where it's even more multicultural, it has really helped me learn from the very, from all these different experiences that my peers have, because all of us have had such different cultural upbringing. So I think what has, what, how it has really helped me is understand how I am unique, what I'm bringing to the table, and also appreciating how the people around me are unique as well. And overall, I feel like it helps us all live together in a harmonious society. so it's a the win-win to think about uh, EDI like that.
0: no, it sure is. and you have such a great perspective. and you know I, I I think the the experiences gained the life experiences also with moving to you know technically three different countries, right already yeah um, mm-hmm. that's incredible. I mean that's that you've see things maybe in a different way. and um It's so, it's so healthy to have those different viewpoints at the table. So thanks for sharing that. It's, it's super important, um, I think, to talk about that as, as our own growth and as we look ahead to work together and and other things. So thank you. Um, you. I know when we first met, we talked about consultancy and, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, my love for it as well. But uh, (laughs) what, what attracted you to pursue this great opportunity with KPMG?
1: Yeah, so um, I've always felt that being a listener is one of my greatest assets, and I really enjoy problem solving as well. So I thought consulting may be something that I want to explore for my first co-op, and I would say it has met all my expectations and beyond. Uh, My favorite thing about consulting has to be the client interaction, learning about their problems, what they're facing, and going in to basically help them with that is something that's been a very rewarding experience. Uh, At KPMG, as a technology risk consultant, it helps me practice consulting in the domain of technology, which has been amazing because I get to learn about different IT systems, different controls that are implemented and and how they're managed. And as someone who's specializing in finance in university, uh, all the clients that I've dealt with at KPMG are typically capital markets clients. So it's giving me more exposure to the world of finance as well. So overall, it's a win-win, uh, I feel. And I have to give credit to KPMG. The firm has been extremely generous with uh, the support that they've given to me for my professional development. And honestly, I couldn't have asked for a better first co-op. So I'm really glad it worked out. And I'm really looking forward to extending this opportunity forward for with future co-ops.
0: Wow. What an incredible experience. And um, yeah, KPMG is one of the best out there and congratulations again in securing that spot, but also I'm sure the the things that you're bringing to the table as well, and they're lucky to have you as well. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. I really love that. Um, You know, as we start to, this is a part of podcasts where I usually ask um, the guests if they're willing to talk about something like a big challenge or maybe something you overcome. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and share that with the audience and and maybe some of the lessons that you learned. Is there something that comes to mind?
1: Yeah, I would say it's something that I have been struggling. And it's not really a struggle, but it's something I'm always tackling uh, every mm-hmm. day. Uh, I'm very very grateful for all the accomplishments and everything that I've achieved till date at such a young age. Very grateful for that, but. Alongside all these experiences comes a lot of expectation as well from everyone around me. I feel like it's very, very often feel like people put me on a pedestal, and that can be difficult at times. So, uh, the the expectations and the pressure is definitely a challenge that Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to navigate to all the time. Uh, And, you know, it it was difficult to reach where I am, and I'm constantly learning and trying to get better at it, but to maintain the stage at where I am is also very difficult as well. But my, the biggest learning I've had through all this is that uh, the motivation has to come from within, like these extrinsic factors really can't be, I mean, it could definitely play a, a role, but for me, my intrinsic motivation, my drive to to give back to my parents for all the sacrifices they've made and everything. It's like that motivation coming from in, internally has really helped me. It, it keeps me going, honestly. And yeah, I, I, I'm always looking to improve myself and yeah it's something that i hope that i get better with over time
0: yeah thank you for tapping into that because i think you know from the outside in looking and all the great things you've done at such a young age and continue to do um you know sharing that whole focus on self-care is important as well right um yes as you look at that and and i think there's so many um when i've had conversations with with young people and and and, and others as well i mean We have a, we tend to sometimes compare to others and sometimes see where Mm -hmm, someone else mm -hmm. is or, you know, the outside influences. But at the end of the day, you know, self-care is so important. And I'm so glad you tapped into that in this conversation because, um, you know, with it, you're able to continue to excel. And also, like I saw the other day, I was walking and then it was like someone dropped a sticky note on the, and it actually said, take breaks. And it was sitting on the sidewalk and I was like, wow, that's a signal. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 it's like take yeah. breaks i need to do that too so but mm-hmm, thank mm-hmm. you for that i think um i think our audience will get a lot out of that and uh and understand too that you need to regulate sometimes and see what you're doing yeah. and self-check i guess is that is that what you think
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely actually
0: that's so important yeah thank you so much for that so with that in mind um i know there's a lot coming up uh it's summer you're you're at kpmg a lot of you know, Toronto's just getting great with the weather, but what lies ahead mm-hmm. for you in 2023?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned about break because um, last few, I would say 2023 has been a very busy year so far with co-op and I'll be returning back to school in fall, which I'm also very excited for. But something that I'm really looking forward to is traveling throughout this year. So far this summer, I'm very grateful to have traveled to Ottawa and Calgary already. And I want to keep exploring Canada more and more. Uh, One place I'm really looking forward to traveling to is Vancouver and the greater British Columbia area in general. Uh, When I was in Calgary, we were able to visit the Yoho National Park in BC. That was really nice. So I do want to go back to
0: BC and explore more of it. It's a beautiful place. Yeah, 100%. Have you been to Montreal yet?
1: No, no, I haven't. So that's another place I would love to visit as well
0: yeah it's 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 a very special place as well it's um to -hmm. me it feels more European in 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 coming from the U.S. uh Mm -hmm. it's it's a great space as well but yeah no it's such a great country to explore and uh can't wait to see where your ventures take you
1: (laughs) yeah I'm really looking forward to it as well
0: as we look to wrap is there anything last minute thoughts you want to share with the audience maybe you know as I said, you know, maybe there's somebody looking to go to university or in university Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. starting their first job. Any, any final things you want to reflect on to share with them?
1: Yeah, I would just like to emphasize the importance of networking. It's a term that gets thrown around a lot, but I I feel like networking has really helped me get a lot of rich experiences that I wouldn't have been able to get otherwise. Um, You know, researching, uh by researching by yourself, reflecting on your passion, those are all very important. But reaching out to people and hearing authentic experiences from others is really, really helpful. Um yeah, so I, I really would I really can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. So whenever anyone is uh struggling with something, want to learn lo- want to learn more about something, I think just reaching out really, really helps. So I would really encourage that to the audience today.
0: Yeah, and can I ask you a deeper question on that? Because I think sometimes people think networking also has to be to someone who's got years and years of experiences. What is what's your thought on yeah. peer networking as well?
1: Yeah, for sure. It doesn't it doesn't always have to be in a professional context. You know, just speaking with friends and just understanding from their experiences as well can really uh, bring a lot to the table. So I think yeah. just having diverse perspectives really helps.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I thank you so much. Um, wow. This has been such a chock full uh, discussion <laughs> and there's so much to unpack with the information you shared. I, you know, I'm really glad that we had the opportunity to meet and thank and then you. do this podcast. And I can't wait to work with you on some other things at Toronto Scarborough. Um, so I want to thank you so, so very much for, for being a part of this and for helping, you know, others think differently or, to think more thoroughly about some of the things they're they're experiencing right now.
1: Thank you so much, Brian. It's it's really a pleasure. This podcast that you've began is it's an outstanding initiative, and I can't wait to hear uh, more of the future episodes going forward.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so much, and thank you again for joining me and being on it. For the listeners, if you like what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network on Spotify. You can also follow us at Coffee with Convry on Instagram for updated stories and coffee quotes and other great coffee things. This has been Coffee with Convry. And until next time, please stay well.